1: Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall, your guide through the macabre maze of the occult. Love, hatred, and revenge are accepted by us as part of our daily lives. But those who claim to know the spirit world assure us that these emotions don't necessarily die with the death of a mortal, but are sometimes carried over into the hereafter. Our tale deals with love, hatred, and a revenge that reached from beyond the grave and made a mockery of the marriage vow till death do us part.
0: Honestly, Jack, do you think Vinny will come along with us on our honeymoon too? Uh, Ann, don't
1: talk like a fool. Vinnie is
0: dead. Forget him. He won't let us. Your dear dead twin brother just won't let us alone and it doesn't seem to bother you any more than it did when he was alive and tagged along on all our dates. Jack, I can't live with a ghost. All
1: right, Anne. What do you want me to do? Kill him? You know as well as
0: I that Vinny's already dead. Just make him stay that way, Jack. Just make Vinny stay dead.
1: <laughs> Our mystery drama, An Identical Murder, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Murray Burnett and stars William Redfield and Elliot Reed. I'll be back shortly with Act One. That thin line between love and hate has been walked by tellers of tales ever since tales have been told. For other storytellers, the line between life and death became a thoroughfare on which they balanced fascinating tales of terror. Today, we cross both lines, love and hate, life and death, as our path leads us to the ultimate unknown terror. Our guide along this path is a man named Harry Carlson, who is more experienced climbing mountains than dealing with the unknown. Let's set the record straight from the start. I'm not a man who sees things i a guy with both feet on the ground my head on straight. It darn well better be because my hobby is mountain climbing. And the icy face of a mountain is no place for a guy with jumpy nerves. The funny thing about what I have to tell you is that this whole bizarre adventure started with a climb. A climb I made with the Benton Twins. I remember the three of us sitting in the warm tap room of the Regenhof talking about the climb. Harry, the map shows we shouldn't have too much trouble after we reach this point, about halfway up the north face. Right, Vinny? The tough part should come when we leave the trail. I'm Jack. He's Vinny. (laughs) You keep mixing us up. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you think I'd be able to tell you apart after the last four years? Well, Harry, Uh, why should you be different than everyone else? People have been calling Jack, Vinny, and me, Jack, ever since I can remember. uh, Well, I'd love to talk more with you guys about people mistaking you for one another, but I think we're prepared for tomorrow's climb, and... I'd better hit the sack.
0: I'm just a lonely young lady looking for a date. Uh, uh, Anyone interested?
1: And what are you doing in Switzerland? Annie, darling <laughs> listen, pay no attention to
0: my rude twin brother. I am delighted you're here, uh, Annie. Uh, and I know you're Vinnie because Jack always says my brother and you say, my twin brother.
1: Right. And since you're such an observant minx, come here and put your arms around me and I'll show you just how
0: glad I am to see you. Mm, you've made yourself a dear. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, my ribs, Jack. Leave me my ribs. I'll need them for the slopes tomorrow.
1: Oh, what's this about slopes? I don't know how you got here, but now that you're here, there'll be no skiing. You're climbing with us tomorrow.
0: Please don't take this personally, but I have no head for heights. I'm all right on skis, but climbing is out.
1: If everyone knew their own limitations, there'd be a lot fewer accidents. Well, good night. We'll meet here tomorrow bright and early. Yeah, that seems like a good idea for all of us. Oh, what do you say, Jack?
0: Uh, If you don't mind, Vinny, there's something I want to discuss with Jack.
1: Oh? Private? (laughs) Sort of. Well, Diane, you ought to know by now that Jack and I have no secrets from each other. He'll... He'll only tell me anyway.
0: Perhaps, Vinny, that's exactly what I want. Oh, it's beautiful up here, Jack. Just beautiful. And so are you. Jack. Jack, please stop kissing me or I want to elope tonight. Oh, what's wrong with that? Vinny. Oh. From the conversation back in the taproom, I gather you hadn't told him about us yet.
2: That's right.
0: Are you going to tell him?
1: You know I am. It's just well, you know how Vinny feels about you and he is my twin brother
0: <sighs> and don't I know it.
1: What's that supposed to mean?
0: That I love you, not Vinny. That I want to live with you, not Vinny. And that it may be hard for even me to tell you apart physically, but there's a world of difference between you. I'm in love with you, Jack, and Vinny had better be told I'm soon.
2: So
1: that's why you've come. You traveled 4,000 miles to pick a fight. Oh, not
0: really. My boss sent me to Paris to check on some designs, and I was so close, I... Well, I wanted to see you. And I was right. You still hadn't told Vinnie about us. And it, it isn't easy. Vinnie loves you, too. But it's you I'm marrying.
1: Y- you really don't understand how close Vinnie and I are. It, it, it's something... Well, being twins... I, I can't explain. It.
0: That's been the story of our entire courtship. Wherever we went, there went Vinnie also. Sometimes I felt as if I was getting engaged to two men.
1: You never told me you felt this way.
0: I've been thinking this way for a long time, and I'm desperate. An ultimatum? No. I'm too much in love with you, Jack, to give you ultimatums. All I want to know is, am I engaged to two men? If I am, tell me, and I'll see whether I want to be. But tell me, or tell him.
1: Benny, I have something to tell you. Oh, it's about Anne, isn't it? Uh, I should have guessed you'd know. Mm-hmm. We've always been able to read each other's thoughts. So, aren't you going to congratulate me? Well, you've just lost me. I knew it was about Anne, but where do the uh, congratulations come in? Anne and I are
2: going to be married. You dirty double crosser, oh, Vinny, What do you do? I <laughs> Behind my back. Benny. Stop, stop it. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I will kill you. Okay. Kill you. Okay, I'm not going to stand here and let you beat me up. Now are you going to listen to me? No. Vince, or do I have to pound your head against the floor? Okay, Wait. okay, Jack. Okay, Jack, let me
1: out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I blew my top. Benny. what happened to you? I, I, uh... I honestly don't know, Jack. For
2: a minute, I... Oh, I really wanted to kill you.
1: You almost did. Now calm down and let's talk about no, my marriage. No, no, no. The only talking I'm going to do is to tell you how sorry I am. I'll make it up to you, Jack. And I'll prove it with my wedding gift.
2: okay, too. How far are we from the summit? I'll keep you straight somehow. Just the low man on the line and you're next, right? Right. How far from the summit? Not too far. A couple hundred feet or so. Uh-oh. Trouble? Yeah, a little. Oh, uh, what is it? There's a A tough cover right in front of me how tough I don't know I don't want to get you guys started on it until I go a little more exploring. well how long do you think it'll take Oh, not too long to the face of the mountain, the empty rope dangling from his waist. Hang on! I'm coming to get you! Hang on! I... I couldn't help it. I tried. But he was... he was gone before I could get the rope around me to hold don't him. Don't think about it, Vinny. Just hang on till I reach you. I'm not vinny I'm Jack! What? Wasn't Jack below you? I could have sworn that Vinny was where you then he's gone. Dead, and I'll be following him unless you get to me. You can call me anything you want, but whatever you call me, the fact remains that I'm Jack. and Vinny's at the bottom of the mountain.
1: I dreaded going back to the Rangerhoff. I didn't know which I feared most. Losing a man for my team. Or having to tell Ann Slater that Vinny had plunged to his death. Fortunately, Jack spared me the latter ordeal. But I was put in the middle of a strange and painful scene. fault was mine, Ann. All mine. Vinny called to me and I pulled on the rope, but it, it slipped and then, then he was gone. I, oh, I'll never forgive myself. Never. That's the wrong way to think. I haven't heard Anne say it's wrong. In fact, I haven't heard Anne say anything since we came back.
0: I I don't know what to say. I'm too shocked.
1: Well, that's understandable. Maybe we ought to get a doctor. Oh
0: no, thanks, Vinnie. I, oh, what am I saying? I called you, Vinnie. Oh, you... of course,
1: of course. Vinnie is on your mind, and oh and no,
0: I... Jack, don't, don't hold me. I just want to be alone. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll
1: see you in the morning. It looks as though it's going to be a difficult situation for you, Jack. She'll get over it. She has to. Because she's a girl I love. And I'm going to marry. A few months passed. I expected to read the announcement of the wedding between Jack Benton and Ann Slater, but... All I heard was that they were seen around town together and no date had been set. Until one day at my office, I looked up and... and Slater stood there. Only she wasn't the vivacious, laughing girl I remembered. But a frightened, confused woman on the razor edge of a
0: breakdown. I'm sorry, Harry. Really sorry. I, I shouldn't have come, but I... you don't think I'm crazy, do you?
1: No, no, Ann, sit down. Let me get you a drink.
0: You were there. You're the only one I could think of who might be able to... to
1: help. Brandy, coffee.
0: He's dead, isn't he? You were there.
1: Now, Ann, try to get hold of yourself. What is it?
0: That's what Jack keeps telling me. He says it's all in my mind. But I know it isn't. It
1: isn't! Ann, why don't you start somewhere and explain so that I can understand?
0: It's Jack. And Vinny. Vinnie. Vinnie? You know how close Jack and Vinnie were, but what you couldn't know was that all the time Jack and I were dating, Vinny was along.
1: What does that have to do with this? Heaven
0: help me, but... I think we still are. I think we still are a threesome.
1: According to medical science, identical twins have the same heartbeat... The same skin, hair tones, and if you took a voice print, you would find that although the voice might vary in pitch and timbre, they would follow a somewhat similar pattern. The question is would a woman be able to tell the difference between identical twins if she loved one of them? I'll return shortly with Act Two. Proud. But I'm puzzled about which kind of a third party on a date is more disturbing. A dull and insensitive bore who refuses to take any hints about leaving, or an unseen but definitely felt presence. In other words, a ghost. Ann Slater is trying to explain how she feels about this ghostly third party as we continue with our strange tale. I, I feel
0: so, so disloyal. You must remember, I'm the one who's supposed to help Jack forget about his brother's unfortunate accident. And it seems I just keep reminding him of it instead. Man, you still haven't made it clear to me just why. Wherever we go, Vinny is with us.
3: Well, it's not possible. Vinny's
0: dead. I know, I know that, but... Just listen. Last night, we went to the pump room for dinner.
2: Ah, good evening, monsieur, madame
1: I have your table over here As you see, monsieur, it's set for four But I'll have the busboy remove two place settings And you will have more room Oh, thank you, captain, I appreciate that And, monsieur, may I recommend our special salad? They're all on the table up front You may serve yourself Ah, thank you, thank you
0: And then, then the strangest thing happened Jack and I sat at the table and You must believe me We saw the busboy clear away the other two place settings We went to the salad table And when we came back There was a third setting
1: Well, that's easily accounted for Maybe another busboy started to set up the table for four Yes
0: Then tell me how you account for the fact that the third place Had a salad plate heaped with Caesar salad
1: Caesar salad I remember that's Vinny's
0: favorite Well, maybe Jack We were together at the salad table every minute And we came back together What did Jack say? What he always says when this happens. Forget it.
1: Then he isn't as concerned about this as you are.
0: That's another thing that's bothering me. He's concerned. I know he's concerned, but he won't admit it. Do you think he's trying to act as if everything were normal so as not to upset me?
1: Well, now, don't you think that's a strong possibility?
0: But uh, there are other possibilities. I don't know what you mean. I hope you will when I tell you what happened a week ago at an amusement park. Oh, look, Jack. Cotton candy. Hmm? I haven't had cotton candy in years. Well,
1: then you'll have a big, giant portion.
0: Uh-oh, no. It's too fattening. Just a small one will be fine. No, no, you'll see. You'll see.
1: Here you are, darling. Oh,
0: thank you, Jack.
1: Oh, I wish I could make your eyes sparkle and your lips smile that way when I'm not bringing you cotton candy. Mmm,
0: Delicious. But sticky.
1: And? Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. And? I'm sorry. Oh, what's wrong? Why can't I make you happy the way I used to?
0: It's my fault. I'm all mixed up. About us? About us and Vinny. And? Look, Vinny's dead.
1: We just have to forget him.
0: He won't let us. He just won't, and you don't seem to understand. Sometimes I think your voice sounds just like Vinny. that that maybe I've mistaken you for... Oh, forgive me, Jack.
1: I just don't know what I'm saying. It's all right, it's all right. Now, look, I've known a lot of girls. You know that. But you're the one I want to marry, not just for your looks, but for your wonderful sweetness and sensitivity. I know how you must have felt about Vinnie always tagging along. It was only natural that when you heard he died, at first you... Well, I suppose you were glad. No! Be honest with yourself only at first... You were glad that he was out of the way. And because you're feeling guilty about it, you're letting that feeling lead you into imagining all sorts of ridiculous things. You
0: think that could be the explanation? Oh,
1: darling, I'm sure of it. Now, look, let's just forget all about Vinny and enjoy ourselves. Which do you want to try? The slide or the shoot the shoot?
0: Your choice, Jack. You wait right here. I'll get the ticket. But, Jack, I want to. Jack, come back a minute. Just as if Jack were right beside me. But how could that be if he was off buying tickets? I heard it. I heard it.
1: All right, all right, all right, Anne. All right. Now, you thought you heard it.
0: Oh, no one believes me.
1: I'm not sure what it is you want me to believe, Anne.
0: You were also there when it happened on the mountain. You would know definitely which one of them fell.
1: I heard the shouts, but I didn't actually see.
0: There's one way we could be sure. One way there'd be no doubt at all. How? Fingerprints. If the body could be
3: recovered. No chance.
1: Not at least until the spring thawed. But Anne that still wouldn't explain the strange happenings.
0: Maybe not. But can't you see that I'm terrified I'm marrying the wrong man? If I knew which one had died on the mountain, at least I'd be sure about the man I'm supposed to marry. I'm coming.
2: Jack! Hi.
0: Didn't you get my note? Oh, you bet I did. That's why I'm here. All right, now, what's this about your taking a trip? I said it in the note. I just have to get away for a while and think. Mm
1: hmm, mm hmm. Where are you going?
0: I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to know.
1: Anne, Anne, what's happened to us?
0: That's what I'm going to go and try and figure out.
1: Look, you're not going.
0: What? I mean it,
1: not without me. I love you. I love you more than life itself.
0: Jack, that's very sweet. But if you do love me, you're going to have to let me get away for a short while to get my head straight. Why, what have I done to you? I'm afraid I've done it to myself, Jack. It's not you. All
1: right, I, well... Look, may I have a cup of coffee?
0: It will have to be instant, because I don't want to miss my plane.
1: Okay, instant, instant.
0: <laughs> Lucky I left the kettle out. I've put most of my other pots and pans away.
1: Look, if it's too much trouble, don't bother.
0: It will only take a minute.
2: No. Oh, no. Please. God. No.
0: Ann, what is it? What is it? What's the matter? You've been sitting in that chair all the time, haven't you? What, uh, yes, of course. I mean, you didn't come into the
1: kitchen, did you? Well, darling, I told you i had been here. Now, Ann, what is it? What happened?
0: Nothing. I... I just got frightened.
1: Darling, darling, come on, tell me.
0: Uh, I thought... I thought I heard you whistling, sweet Sue.
1: You thought... Sweet... Well, why should that kitchen so upset? As a matter of fact, I was.
0: Uh, no, uh... But I heard it close up, in the kitchen, with me.
1: Oh, you see, I'm worried about your being alone.
0: <sighs> the kettle. I'll get your coffee. All
1: right. Look, at least let me drive you to the airport, will you?
0: Please, forgive me, but I have to finish packing. <sighs> Here's your coffee.
1: All right. Um, what about the airport?
0: Let me think about it while I pack.
1: Three valises? How long are you thinking of staying?
0: Until I feel I can handle the situation. Uh, you can close the one on the love seat.
1: All right. Uh, is it all right if I uh, put my coffee on the night table?
0: Be my guest.
1: Your guest. I'd rather be your husband. All oh, love. When are we going to get married?
0: Mm, I always forget my toothbrush. No, there it is.
1: Look, Anne. did you hear my question? I heard. Well? Let's go back into the living room. All right, what about the other valise?
0: I'll leave it. I may have some last-minute things. Now what? Right on the table. Right there, on the table. What? You mean the, the coffee cup sitting there? And the lighted cigarette. I don't smoke. And you haven't lit a cigarette since you came in. Now I know I brought only one cup in from the kitchen and you left it on the night table in the bedroom, so how can
1: you... Now, Anne, calm down, please.
0: Now you know why I'm going away. And you also know why I may never come back. I just can't go on like this, Jack. I can't.
1: Harry, you know where she went and you're going to tell me. I have no idea where Ann is. I tell you, I've got to find her. Now, Jack, I'm not much on giving advice, but Anne's a big girl. I imagine if she wanted you to know where she was, she'd let you know. Harry, tell me this. Did you and Ann talk about that day on the mountain? I've already told you I think you should ask Ann about our conversation. Oh. Now, look, Jack, I got a lot of work to do, so if you don't mind... Yeah, I get I... it. You're kicking me out, aren't you, Harry?
3: Now, Please, Jack, I... What's that? Who's...
1: I was looking at you, and suddenly I heard... Your phone, Harry. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: excuse me. Hello? What? how did it happen? Where is she?
1: It's Ann. What's happened? Hold it, Jack. Uh... Skiing accident. I see. Yes. Yes, yes, I'll take care of her. Oh, no, it was about Anne, wasn't it? Yes. She's in a skiing accident. But she's all right. She asked the hospital to call me. All right, all right. What hospital? Where?
3: Jack. She called me. Harry, it was
0: sweet of you to come. They uh, tell me I should be out in a few days.
1: Well, what happened? Jack has told me so many times you're an
3: expert skier.
0: What happened really had nothing to do with skiing. It was... It was eerie. I was all alone at the top of the run. It was a beautiful day. And I was just about ready to push off when I heard... I heard... I looked around, but I was alone, and then then I heard some whistling. I panicked. I dug my poles in and took off. But the sounds followed me. I knew I was going too fast, but I just wanted to get away from the sound. I wanted to go faster than all those awful sounds. But I couldn't. And then... Well, I... I never even saw the tree I hit.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have something to tell you. When that call came from the hospital... Jack was with me in my office He knows about your accident
0: Oh, well, don't suppose I could have kept it a secret Anne, Anne,
1: are you all right? I got here as fast as I could I should never have let you go alone Hello, Harry, Anne, please Are you
2: all right?
0: Jack, Jack, I will be in a few days The doctor says it isn't serious Just a mild concussion But, Jack, you shouldn't have come. Oh,
1: that's where you're wrong. Not only am I here, but I'm going to stay until you get well, and then we're going to get
0: married immediately. Jack, don't you understand that the reason I went away was because I wasn't sure about... Well, I'm
2: sure. Darling, I'm sure you need me,
1: and from now on you'll be with me, and I'll be here to solve all your problems. Having the man you love by your side in times of trouble can be a great comfort, but it also can be greatly disturbing if you're not sure whether the man by your side isn't the wrong man, the wrong twin, and perhaps even a murderer. We'll be back shortly with a resolution of our Anne's Dilemma. The phrase menage a trois means a household made up of three people. Usually, two men and a woman. But the three can be any combination that medical science and the new sexual freedom can devise. In our story, Anne Slater, one week before her marriage to Jack Benton, was deeply worried about a possible menage a trois. But her concern was that the third person in her menage was a ghost. Harry Carlson, the best man, was also worried. I certainly didn't relish the idea of Jack Benton asking me to be his best man, but my guilt over the death of his twin brother left me no choice. And so, three days before the wedding, I found myself Jack's guest in a charming cottage by the sea that he and his brother had inherited. It was here that he had decided to spend their honeymoon. So we were alone that first night, just Jack and me. Well, I'm sure glad you could make it, Harry. There's no one in the world I'd rather have as my best man, except, of course, Vinny. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Who's upstairs, hmm? Well, you're the only guest. Yeah, but there's somebody up there. Surely you can hear the footsteps. <laughs> there's no one There. Oh, you must be putting me on, Jack I tell you, there's no one Now, don't tell me you don't hear those steps Must be someone making them Okay, if you want, you can look for yourself That's exactly what I'm going to do Hello? Who's there? Let's not play games
3: I'm Harry Carlson is there someone in the bedroom? Hello? Hello?
2: Jack? Are you up here? Jack, what the devil's going on? The next
1: day, when Ann called and asked to see me privately, I knew what it was about. And I dreaded the meeting. But there was no way out. I met her, as she asked, at a little restaurant overlooking the sea.
0: We can't look at the ocean, but this table's far enough away from everyone so that we'll have some privacy.
1: How are you, Ann? You look completely recovered. Mm,
0: physically, I'm just fine, but mentally, Harry, I just have to find out if I'm going crazy or... You spend a night with Jack in the beach house, and I want to know if... If I heard anything strange. Yes. Whenever I'm with Jack, I... I don't know how exactly to describe it. There's always a feeling of another person. A presence. Someone else there. Did you feel that too?
1: You're not crazy, Anne.
0: Oh, thank heaven. You felt it too. Harry, I think you saved me.
1: From what, Anne?
0: Sometimes I'm absolutely sure that the man I'm going to marry isn't Jack. But, Vinny, now I know what I have to do. I'm going to call the wedding off. I
1: thought it was supposed to be bad luck if the bridegroom saw the bride before the wedding.
0: I think it's only on the same day or something like that. Uh, uh, uh,
1: and alone here in your room at the motel, what will
0: people say? What will people say when they hear that there's not going to be a wedding? ha, <laughs> ha. You know, I've always loved your
1: sense of humor Until now
0: I'm not joking
1: No, you're not
0: I don't mean I won't marry you I will just as soon as you level with me Don't you see I can't go into a marriage with a man Who just laughs off something that's terribly important to me
1: Anne, please, that I'm not doing that I simply don't know what you're talking about
0: When you do, maybe we can go ahead
1: Okay, okay, all right all right. I have been lying to you.
0: Oh,
3: Jack. But why? Why did you lie? Because,
1: darling, I didn't want to worry you. I, I, I thought Vinnie would go away.
0: Then it is. Vinnie or his ghost.
1: You wanted the truth, didn't you? Yes. Then you're going to have to be able to face it. You knew, of course, that Vinnie was in love with you. I knew. I mean, I won't pretend that I can explain it, but we were identical twins. You must remember how sometimes we didn't even have to talk because we knew what each of us was thinking. I
0: remember. Sometimes it drove me crazy. Well,
1: somehow. Now, I don't know how. Vinnie is still with us. I, I, I feel him at, at times so strongly that I've, I've even started talking to him.
0: Then you're saying that Vinnie is a... Is a...
1: A ghost. But look, there are ways of getting rid of ghosts.
0: You mean something like exorcism?
1: Whatever you call it, there are people, mediums, who get through to the other world.
0: What makes you think Vinny can be made to leave us alone? Anne, I'm telling you, I'm sure he'll do it. Out of his love for you. I know that was genuine. But how would I go about it? I, I don't know anything about the spirit world.
1: I made some inquiries. I have the name of a reputable medium, no phony. And I've spoken to him, and he's agreed to help.
0: You spoke to him about me?
1: Yes. And he feels exactly as I do that Vinnie's ghost will be more apt to listen to a plea from you. This
3: is your first visit to a medium?
0: That's right.
3: huh. Mm-hmm. Let me explain briefly what may happen. I was going into a deep trance, and I will call to him and ask him to talk with you. If you hear him, you may answer him, but otherwise, you must keep quiet. All right? All right. Vincent Benton. Vincent Benton. The one you loved on Earth is here. You know her, Vincent Benton. The girl named Ann Slater. She wants to talk with you. Are you there? He's here. Vincent Benton, listen. I speak for Ann Slater and your brother Jack. Stop that! You have no reason for anger. Listen to us. Your actions are making Anne Slater and your twin brother Jack very unhappy. You must realize that you will only have peace when you give them peace. You must understand that your peace and their happiness lies in their marriage. Hey, stop! 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 you out me! You're, you're hurting me! Ah, can't go! I, I must get back... To the sphere where I belong let, let me go I'm not one of you Mr. Lewis, are you all right? What happened? Ah, uh, uh, I'm sorry I cannot help you I don't believe anyone can We Contacted a malignant A very Evil spirit and it's best that
1: you leave immediately. And the wedding took place just as planned. As I followed Jack and Ann up the aisle, I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I looked around. Everything seemed perfectly normal until Jack took Ann's hand. Oh.
0: Your hand's like ice, Jack
1: Harry, do you have the ring? I handed Jack the ring And suddenly my blood ran cold Because very faintly I heard it I knew that Anne had heard it too Because I saw her lips tighten But her hand was steady as the ring went on her finger And then it was over And they were man and wife. At the reception after the ceremony, I was only counting the minutes until the last guest left and I could also decently leave. Nothing more had happened, but I still desperately wanted to get away. After what seemed an interminable length of time, only Ann, Jack, and I were left. I took Anne aside to offer my good wishes.
0: Thank you, Harry. Thank you. I owe you a lot.
1: Oh, you don't owe me a thing. It's just...
0: uh, You sure everything's going to be all right? You heard the whistling at the ceremony, too. Don't worry. Jack and I have made up our minds. We'll be fine.
3: Yes.
1: Yes, I'm sure you will be. I'll just go back to the cottage, pack my bag, and clear out.
0: Um, This is going to sound silly, but Jack and I decided we wanted to be in the cottage alone for the next few hours.
1: Of course, I understand. What time should I drop by?
0: Half an hour or so. Jack and I are walking back along the beach.
1: I don't ask you to believe what happened next. I only tell you what I saw with my own eyes. As I stood on the steps of the church and watched them walk on the wooden planks that had been laid along the beach to form a crude boardwalk. Their backs were to me. And Jack's arm was around Ann's waist. When suddenly... I'll swear, there were two arms around her waist. And one of them was encased in ice. Why is
0: it suddenly so
1: cold? I think... I think the wind has come up.
0: I don't feel any wind, but
1: Jack, I'm freezing. Let's walk faster. Darling, I, I can't. Uh, look, you, you run on ahead and, and light a fire, will you? I'll, uh, I'll be along in a minute.
2: Don't be long. I won't. Jack, please let me go. I really tried. I tried to throw you the rope. Look, believe me. No Anne would never have married me. I had to take your place. It was better for Anne.
1: Oh, please, Jack. Let me live. Please. Go back to being dead. And as I watched, the arm encased in ice grew to a whole man who with his icy arm locked around the bridegroom's shoulders led him inexorably off the planks and across the sand and into the sea, where they both disappeared from view. As Harry Carlson told us, you don't have to believe it. But I have to report that the bridegroom's body was washed ashore on the following day. Coroner's finding? Death by drowning. There was, however, no explanation offered as to why the new bridegroom had suddenly decided to go swimming by himself with his clothes on. I'll be back shortly. Castor and Pollux, the heavenly twins fixed and immutable in the sky, made a bargain with Zeus. When one died before the other, they were to be together always. Only they were to spend six months in heaven and six months in hell. I like to think that the Benton twins made the same deal to be together. But what troubles me is which twin belonged in heaven and which in hell. Our cast included Elliot Reed, William Redfield, Roberta Maxwell, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. It was a long wait. The pendulum swings in its gentle arc. I can feel her presence coming closer, closer. Feel myself floating back into that special world of peace and beauty. Her back is turned to me, as I call, As she turns. But it is no longer Wanda's face I see. It's the face of the slovenly, mocking little witch I have taken into my house. Bad enough she invades my waking life. I will not let her spoil what few dreams I have left. Old instincts explode, and I reach towards her, ready to strangle her for daring... Daring to try to take Wanda's place. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Uncle Ben's Long Grain and Wild Rice. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.